Hi, and welcome to the Deeper Than Money podcast. I am your host, Chloe Elise. I'm a millennial money coach, speaker, dog mom, and a seven on the Enneagram. And I am on a mission to prove to you that finances can be fun and easy. On the Deeper Than Money podcast, we will dive into all things millennial finance, debt, saving, mindset, and how to have financial freedom to enjoy life in your 20s and 30s. I want you to leave this podcast with more confidence around your moolah and the belief that your biggest financial dreams are possible for you. So let's talk money. Hello and welcome back to the Deeper Than Money podcast. It is the end of the month if you are watching this in real time, if you're listening to this in real time, and I want to give you the best thing, the secret sauce to getting ahead with money and getting ahead with money for good, regardless of external factors, getting ahead with money for good. So today I'm going to tell you the secret sauce of what it is is what it is and what you need to be doing that will put you in the top percentage of financially successful people. This is what financially successful people do. And if you start adding this process into your routine, it is going to be so impactful on you. Okay. And don't tune out because here's the thing. Here's the thing. So often I hear people say that they budget or that they plan but they actually don't. They actually don't. They're like, no, I budget. I, I, you know, say, oh, we'll spend about 200 in groceries or, oh, we'll do this. And then I'm like, okay, do, what do you actually spend per month? And they're like, I think about 200. And then we dive in and look and they're spending 500, $600. So you just throwing out numbers and saying, oh yeah, I'll, uh, I'll choose that number as a budget doesn't actually impact you whatsoever. But you doing this process that I'm going to teach you on how to review the last month and plan for the next month, that is what is actually going to be impactful in your life. And it's going to be easy. So many people struggle with um, sticking to a, a budget or so many people struggle with setting one up that works or not being not feeling like it's restrictive. And this is the formula to be able to set up something that is successful and aids in helping you get ahead with money every single month. Okay, here we go. Let's dive in. And you will hear me say the term spend tracking a lot throughout this episode. That's what I refer to as a budget. I do not like the word budget. I think it feels restrictive. It feels icky. And I just don't love it. So I call it spend tracking because that's what I'm doing. I'm tracking where my money's going. Um, And so spend tracking just feels more fun to me. So that's what you're going to hear me call it. But as a reminder throughout this episode, if you like the term budget, every time I say spend tracking, that's a budget. Okay. So here, listen up, is the step-by-step way to actually successfully review last month and plan for next month every single month. Okay. So here are the steps and the rules that you need to follow in order to do this the right way. Rule number one, do this every single month, every month, not just once in a blue moon, also not every day, 
make sure you are doing this once a month. You can check in on your spend tracking throughout the month, of course, but sitting down and do this, sitting down and doing this, I want you to do every single month in the beginning. Maybe you could do it twice a month just to see where you're at specifically, but at least once a month. And I think that's a sweet spot long-term. I would recommend you literally put it in your calendar like a dentist appointment so you don't forget. Um, I like doing mine towards the end of the month, um, and it doesn't have to be on the ex- like midnight of the last day, like 11.59 on the last day. It can be the last couple of days, and then you can kind of update it after the month is over. Um, if you want, you can do it on the first of every month, so you can plan for the previous month and plan ahead. However, the problem that I see a lot of my clients or like people who come to me and then they show me this is what they do. They say, well, I usually try to do it at the beginning of the next month. And then the month's already started. And then I feel like I failed. And so I just wait until the next month. So that's why I recommend starting it at the end of each month instead of waiting until the beginning of the next month and then feeling like you're starting off on the wrong foot. Okay. So put it in your calendar. If you use Google calendar like me, highly recommend it, put it in there. Um, Make it a recurring appointment on, you know, the last day of the month or something. Okay, that's rule number one. Rule number two, pull up your previous month spend tracking or your previous month budget. If you're listening to this in real time, it is March, which means that whatever you had planned for what you were going to spend in March is what I want to see. What did you have planned? What did you think you were going to spend in every category? What did you plan on spending for groceries? What did you plan on spending for shopping? What did you plan on spending in all these categories? If you did not create a March budget or a March spend tracking, that's okay. Let's create one. Let's create one. Okay. Um, What I would do though, what I would do is for fun, if you did not create one, play a little guessing game with yourself and write down what you think you spent in March in every category. So come up with every category, come up with groceries, come up with shopping, come up with um, medical stuff, uh, pet stuff, maybe kids stuff if you have kids, all of those things. Write every single category you think you spend your money in and then guess what you think you spent this month. Okay. So then basically you're up to date on rule two because you have your March budget slash spend tracking. Now for number three, rule number three or step number three, pull up the last 30 days of all your card statements. If you use multiple cards, you have to do this on all your cards or you can use an app. There's a a couple great free ones. Mint is one that I recommend, Um, and it links all of your accounts, and then um, you can just pull from Mint your last 30 days. We want to know every single transaction that you did in the last 30 days, and here's what I want you to do. I want you to pick up every single category and then add up what you spent in that category. So for example, let's say the first category is Starbucks. I want you to go through March and add up every single time you did Starbucks. If you want to keep it super simple, pull up your phone calculator and type it in. Okay, $3.23 on the first. And then I scroll down to the next time I see Starbucks plus $2.15 plus. Keep it simple. You don't have to create a wild spreadsheet if you don't want to. You might like that. Cool. Do it that way. But if you don't, 
do whatever will get you to do this and do it correctly. So add up every single category, add it up. And here's what, what I know you're thinking, but Chloe, I don't have to count it if it's like a $1 Apple charge, right? Yes, you have to count it. Yes, you have to count it. But Chloe, do I have to count if I spent like $5 at a gas station? Yes, you have to count it. You have to count every single dollar. If you don't, this will not work because money will be sneaking out here and there and you won't know where your money goes. This isn't about punishing you or this isn't about you doing something wrong or, you know, feeling shame. It's literally just knowing where your money goes. So count everything. I don't care how many categories there are. You could make a category that says, um, you know, subscriptions, and then it has those $1 fees from Apple to upgrade storage. If you're like me and have 12 million photos and videos on your phone and you need to pay for that monthly storage, but make a, make a category that says gas station snacks. If you are a gas station fiend and love buying snacks, um, when you're on a road trip or something, make a category for everything. So what I want you to be looking at, at once you're done with this is where all of your money went. Every single dollar you spent the entire month, I want to know where it went. If it went to debt, cool. Make a category that says debt and it has the total. If it went into savings, cool. I want to know what was transferred into savings. And then what, if we added up every single dollar, it would be the same amount as your total spent in March. Okay. That's the hard part. That's kind of the tedious. You got to sit down and plan for it and do it. But I would highly recommend it. I would highly recommend it. Um, because if you don't do it right, it's not going to matter. And there are systems like for my clients, I use eMoney. Um, I use that personally and then I have it for all of my clients. And so they get access and the eMoney does this for them automatically. So there are really nice software that you can go and do. And I even think Mint has some capabilities that you can set this up. But here's the, the bottom line is that people ask me all the time, oh, Chloe, what budgeting app should I use? What should I do? And I'm like, if you're not putting in the work to actually do this stuff, an, an app isn't going to fix this. An app doesn't do this. You All you need is a piece of paper and a pencil to do this. An app is great if you find one that you like, that is a, a tool for you, but it's not going to make or break the system. Okay. So yes, it can be helpful. No, it's not going to make or break this. Okay. Rule number four. After you have that laid out, the spend tracking, ask yourself for every single category, how did I do? What did you forget? What categories did you, when you originally wrote them down, and then when you went to go and write out what you actually spent, were you like, oh, crap, I forgot about health insurance? Or, oh, crap, I forgot about buying a computer stuff. I forgot about buying a book. Like what were the categories that you completely forgot to plan for? And why? Why did you completely forget to plan for it? Is it because those are things you don't really buy monthly? Is it because those are things that were unexpected? What, why, why did you forget them? This is a similar question, but what did I not account for? What did I not account for or plan for that I need to start planning for? 
Okay. Um, next one, what did I overspend on? So for every category, let's say you plan to spend hundred dollars, but you spent 200. Cool. That is a category that you overspent on again, overspending, underspending. They're not bad. We just want to get an accurate tracking. Okay. Um, so this is not a time for you to shame yourself and say, wow, I'm a piece of shit because I plan to spend hundred dollars on eating out and I spent 600. It's just information that you can look at and say, oh, this is helpful. This gives me a better understanding of where my money is actually going. So don't shame yourself or feel guilt for this. This is just information feedback for us so we can make better decisions to spend in alignment and in in ways that we want. Okay, next one. What was I way under on? So let's say you planned $100 for gas and then for gas money and then you spent 20 bucks. Why is that? Is that because you just overestimated and you can actually spend 20? Is it because you're working from home now for the time being? Like, why is that? And what are the ones that you guessed perfectly? What are the categories where you were like, I plan to spend $45 and I spent $44.75? What are those categories that you were really spot on about? Okay write that for all of them. Maybe make a note for each one, whatever. Okay. Rule number five, step number five, rewrite all the categories for next month. So now that we have this data, we can plan better. So take this sheet of paper or the Excel sheet or whatever you have, set it to the side. And on the top of the next page or the next spreadsheet, write April spend tracking, April spend tracking or April budget. If you want to call it a budget. April spend tracking. And I want you to write the plan for your spending for April based on the data of what you spent in March. If you guessed or you plan to spend $100 in March, but you ended up spending $600, I want you to be realistic because if you're not being realistic, there's no point of creating a budget. There's no point of creating a spend tracking because if you're not going to go off of this, what's the point? What is the point of doing that? There's no point. Of course, it's not working because you're not utilizing it and you're not being realistic about what you're planning. So let's say on in March, you look and you estimated that you were going to spend $200 for Amazon, but you actually spent 500. Ask yourself, okay, you went over. Why did I go over? Okay, I overspent. Why did I overspend? Is it because I wasn't being realistic? Is it because I had an unexpected expense? Like what was it? Maybe you will raise your budget to $500 to be realistic. Maybe you're like, Ooh, that just does not feel good for me. I will raise it to 400, but I really want to be conscious about how I'm spending. So I am right on the dot at 400 and not over that. Cool. Then raise it to 400, but make conscious, intentional decisions about where you want your money to go and be realistic about about it so you're not restricting yourself and then all of a sudden you spend 10 times more because you're like, screw it, I went over. Okay, so now that you have a tentative plan for April based on all of your categories in March, now I want you to pull up your calendar, pull up your, however you get your invites, Facebook, Facebook uh, events. I don't know. Uh, There's not a lot of Facebook events going on right now, but maybe in upcoming months there will be. So wherever it is that you see what you got coming on these next, this next month, next 30 days, I want you to say, what 
else do I need to plan for in April? Do I have a, a friend or family member's birthday that I'm sending a gift? Because that is something that I didn't plan for in March. Do I need an oil change this month? I didn't get that in March, but maybe I need one in April. Do I have specific travel coming up in April? Do I have like whatever, be specific and create a tailored plan for April based on what you have coming up, based on what you have going on. Um, I would even recommend off to the side, wherever you're making these on a piece of paper or in a spreadsheet or whatever, writing your kind of yearly schedule of, of events or of uh, expenses that aren't monthly. So like a hair appointment. If you get your hair done every three months, go and write, okay, in January and then again here and then again here and then these months, that's when I get my hair done. So I need to plan in those months for a haircut. These are the months I get an oil change. These are the months I pay car registration. These are the months I pay for my Amazon Prime subscription. Like write those out. So then when the month comes up, you're like, oh, let me peek at my list and see what I need to add from that list and then peek at my calendar. Add those categories. Now we're getting, ooh, 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 so spot on for April. Okay. So, and then of, of course, seven is create an even more realistic spend tracking for next month. So we went back, we audited how we did in March. We got super specific. We looked at the calendar. We looked at how we did. We shifted some things. And now we have created this amazing and realistic and also still a goal spend tracking plan for April or for whatever month. This is, you should, here's the thing. You should mark this podcast and go and listen to it every single month until this becomes a part of your daily practice. So I'm saying March and April because that's when I'm recording this in real time, but this applies for, okay, end of August, starting September, end of December, starting January. It applies every single month. Here are some things to know when you are creating this plan. You will not always be perfect and that is okay. I want you to think of a GPS, right? You know, when you were a kid, or not even a kid, but when you were like 16 and you were leaving the house and your mom's like, do you know how to get there? And you're like, well, also side note, my parents don't have an accent. I don't know why I use an accent to show you that I'm impersonating someone, but my mom would be like, do you know how to get there? And I, I'm like, yeah, I know. I know. And she's like, tell me the roads. I'm like, uh, mom, I don't know the roads. I'm going to GPS it. She's like, no, GPS will fail you. You need a map and you need to know, memorized how to get there based on east and west and the roads. Anybody else's mom? <laughs> that was always my mom. And now she like gets in the car and she's like, okay, let me GPS this quick. I'm like, wow, the world came at you fast. But anyway, I GPS everything, everything. I, I'm even guilty of not even looking how far away something is or how I should get it, or making sure it's the right one. I just type it in whenever it pops up. I go for it, okay? I like living life on the edge. But anyway, pretend you're going to a new restaurant. You get in the car, and you GPS it. And then if you're anything like me, you're in the passenger seat, and Shay will drive most of the time, and I am holding the GPS, and I'll be like, uh, oops, turn right there. You missed it. And he's like, oh, Chloe, you're terrible at giving directions. Like you need to tell me ahead of time. And then I don't. And so I'm like, it's okay. It's rerouting us. That is what a spend tracking is. When you spend over, when you plan to spend $300 at Amazon and you spend 400, do not think of yourself as a failure. I want you to think of yourself as like, oh, okay. I missed that turn. 
How can I reroute this to stay on plan? What are other categories that maybe I can move around or decrease a little bit in order to stay on my goals for this month? Think of it as a rerouting because if you think of it as a failure, a lot of times it will end up with, you know, you being like, well, screw it. I suck. This is why I can't budget. This is why I can't get ahead of money and then never trying this again. Okay. So make sure that you are not being so hard on yourself. You're looking at it as a rerouting. Another thing to note is that there's a difference between unexpected expenses and unplanned for expenses. Oftentimes I will hear people say, oh, I just had so many unexpected expenses this month. And I'm like, okay, what were they? And they're like, well, my friend had a wedding. I had to send a, a present to, and um, I had uh, my, my cat, I had to take her to the vet. I'm like, okay, um, those are not unexpected. Like, did you not know your friend was getting married? No, you knew you just didn't plan for it. And okay, sure, your your cat, I'm sure, only goes to the vet every six months, but just because it's every six months doesn't mean you shouldn't plan for it. So make sure that you're not plan like not not planning for things and then calling them unexpected. Just freaking plan for stuff. And if you do have unexpected expenses. That's when you use your emergency funds, which we're going to talk about that on another day because I want to keep this episode um, not so, so, so long. But an emergency fund is just money chilling in case you ever need something and an emergency comes up. Okay, back on the plan. Back on the plan. Rule number nine, step number nine. Decide what you are going to save or put towards debt or, or invest, whatever your goal is. Decide what you are going to do what money you are going to put towards whatever your goal is at the beginning of the month instead of doing what is left over. I have an entire episode about this that's really good about how I always hit my goals and definitely go listen to it. I dive into how I do that even more. But basically in your budget, you should hopefully have an amount left over, right? You should have an amount left over. Let's say you bring in $5,000 a month and you look at your spending plan and total, you're only going to spend 3000 That means you have $2,000 left over that are not accounted for that you can save, put towards debt, invest, whatever your goals are. Okay. When you, once you know that you have that $2,000, I want you to put it toward savings, towards debt, whatever, at the beginning of the month, like it's an expense at the beginning of the month. Because if you say, oh, well, I will put $2,000 toward the um, toward my goal at the end of the month because that will hopefully be left over. It's going to be so easy that life will get in the way and that will end up being spent, okay? Do not save and hit your goals around your lifestyle. Have your lifestyle go around hitting your goals and then you'll hit your goals every single time. So if I have a goal of saving $2,000, Right when I get that money at the beginning of the month, that $2,000 goes into savings or towards debt. And then I have the rest of my month to spend and everything. And then, of course, you should have your emergency fund in case something unexpected, an emergency comes up. But for the most part, you should have plans for everything else. Okay, last one. Number 10, get in the habit of being innovative and flexible and watch this become easy. This gets to be easy because here's the thing. In April, 
guess what? When you do this at the end of April, there will be less things that you completely were over or under about. And then when you do it in May, there, wait, January, February, March, April, May, <laughs> in May, there will be less things when you're planning for June that you screwed up and you're going to become better and better and better at this and hit your goals more often and plan ahead even better. And it's going to become so easy. You just have to be innovative. You have to be flexible and you have to be consistent in doing this practice. This is the key to getting ahead is to know where you're at and plan for where your money is going. Because if you're not planning for where every dollar is going, there's going to be money leaking out. It's going to be money leaking out. And we want to be managing our money well, managing our money in an incredible way, because that's what's going to really help us build wealth long-term. So proud of you for showing up for your money and taking the time to learn this stuff. Before um, we finish up, I want to tell you that if you're listening to this live, if you're listening to this live, April 1st, April 1st, so this week, doors open for applications for the Wealth Accelerator. The Wealth Accelerator is my signature 12-week program, and it is freaking phenomenal. We had our best round yet. We had people who have paid off $10,000 of student loans just while in the program. We've had people who have, you know, built up their emergency fund who are thriving during this time of uncertainty instead of just barely getting by. Okay. It's freaking amazing. So if you like this episode, this is just scratching the surface. So make sure that if you're doing this stuff and you're like, I, I, I like this, but I'm ready to go all in. I'm ready to transform my finances the Wealth Accelerator is a great place to do it, okay? So I will put the link to go in and apply for the program. Doors open this week for application, so make sure you go and do that. And as always, if you loved this episode, go and leave a review on iTunes. It means the freaking world to me. It means so much to me. Thank you so, so, so much for tuning in. And when you leave a review and tell me which episodes you like, I go and create content specifically for you. I see what you like and then I create more of it. So you doing that helps you too, making sure that you're getting the content you love. So thank you so much for tuning in and I will see you back next week for another episode of the Deeper Than Money podcast. <laughs>